Next on BYUSN, BYU football adds another former rival thanks to the transfer portal. What does it mean for the current status of the Cougars' offensive line? And with the addition to the offensive line, which offensive position group are you most confident in right now? I like them all. Come on. I like three of the four. I won't <laughs> tell you the one. Welcome to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. It is Wednesday, January 18th. I am Spencer Linton. He is Jerem Jordan. We're back together. Let's go for one day. Yes. And then uh, San Francisco Women's Hoops matinee tomorrow on Kids Day, which is full of Justin Bieber and SpongeBob. Yeah. It's yeah. a party. And uh, if you put – here's the thing, though. Yeah, the glass, uh, they have to be really careful about the glass because there's some high pitches there. They might, they might shatter at some point in the second quarter yeah. when all the kids are doing their the thing. The word of the day whenever a kid's day happens is always shrill. That is shrill always the is word of the day. a great description for it. <laughs> We're going to shrill our way through today's show. Uh, what does the offensive line look like with multiple incoming transfers adding to Kingsley Suamati and Connor Pay as incoming uh, returnees, of course? Uh, former Utah center Paul Miley joins us in studio. Why he wants to join the Cougs after back-to-back -back Rose Bowls. Which former Cougar coach joins a familiar BYU-laden future Big 12 opponent and the newest Deep Blue featuring Jackson Robinson? But first, here are today's headlines. We just mentioned his name, Paul Miley, the starting center for Utah last hey. season. In that Rose Bowl season, no less. Transfers from Salt Lake City down to Provo and BYU. It is the final day of the transfer window. It opens back up after spring ball for a little bit, but there is a little bit of finality to this. Miley started in 12 games in 2022, 6'5", 312 pounds, his last year of eligibility, and he logged almost 1,200 snaps last season. Welcome to BYU football. Always good to have a guy like Paul Miley. Let's go. Men's basketball heads to the Bay Area today for a pair of important road games at Santa Clara Thursday, San Francisco Saturday. Yesterday, Mark Pope updated the status of Trevin Nell. Doing great. Uh, he actually was in uh, one live defensive possession in, in a press drill today. So he made it through one, you know, seven second defensive possession. I was super excited about that. He's three weeks away from six months, which is kind of the marker. And so as he gets closer, and depending on how comfortable he gets, we'll, we'll, we'll try and figure out the best thing. The best thing to do, in my opinion, is for him to Richard, because I would love Trevin for two years in the Big 12, but we'll see what Trevin chooses to do. Cougars have a 40% win chance at Santa Clara, according to Kenneth Pomeroy. Big game. Pre-game begins on BYU Radio tomorrow night, 10 Eastern time. Jerem, the Baylor-BYU Bears add former Cougar running backs coach A.J. Stewart to the staff. He joins former BYU offensive coordinator Jeff Grimes and former offensive line coach Eric Mateos, along with a couple of offensive linemen that have left BYU and joined Baylor. I heard that. BYU and Baylor, we think, we hope, play each other when that new Big 12 schedule is released at some which, point. Which comes out in 2025. <laughs> All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. What's Trending presented by Tim Daly Ford, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group serving Utah since 1968. Here comes an offensive lineman from the University of Utah, Paul Miley, to join Daryl Funk and Kalani Satake in Provo. So, Jerem, how does the addition of Paul Miley solidify the current status of the BYU offensive line, who have had a lot of departures. Yes. Through graduation or the draft and certainly the transfer Transfers. portal. Yeah, let's talk about who left. So Blake Freeland's going to be a, a day one or two tackle that's gone. Clark Barrington over to Baylor. Harris LeChance going to the NFL. Campbell Barrington went to uh, Baylor. Those are some big 
names lost. So four of the top probably six or seven linemen on the team. So that's tough. But Kingsley Suamatia was the right tackle. He'll probably move to left tackle. Connor Pay was the top graded center or second best graded center in the country, which is pretty awesome uh, in, in pass blocking specifically. Paul Miley comes in. The battle for who's the center there will be pretty interesting. I'd imagine that whoever isn't that guy could be obviously the backup or perhaps a guard. We'll see. Waylon Lapuahu comes in from Utah State, who started all 12 games. Of course, Ului punched his way through Boise State a few years ago. We like Lapuahos. Nice. Braden Kime is a backup tackle that uh, figures to perhaps play prominently. Lisala Tai, they really like. He's going to be a star. Yes. Sione Vecoso, unfortunately, was going mm. to be in the mix here. Tragedy in December, he passed away. Just want to always acknowledge that he was going to be part of this group. Ian Fitzgerald transfers in uh, from Missouri State. Yeah. Remember, that's a team that almost beat uh, Arkansas on the road. Um, so he, he played well. He was the highest-graded offensive lineman on Missouri State squad, for what it's worth. I would hope so. Uh, I don't want to bring in the fifth-graded guy from Missouri State. I want the top guy. Um, and then there are other guys in the mix, but those are kind of the big names that, that could uh, make this offensive line pretty stinking good. Now, will they be as good as this last year? I, I don't think there's any way. I, I, the top-blocking pass-blocking team in the country, the 12th best run-blocking team in the country, that was a really special group. That's a lot to ask. They don't have to be that group. They just need to be good. Now, I brought this up before. Walking into the 09 season, BYU had lost four or five starters and played Oklahoma in game one, and we thought, oh, man, there's no way BYU is going to be able to run the ball. Harvey Young is out for that game. Oh, they showed up. So I expect this group to show up because Kingsley Suamati is going to be an NFL pick. Connor Pace, super highly drafted, Paul or, uh, graded. Paul Miley uh, is the starting center on a Rose Bowl team, a yes. Power 5 champ. Yeah. That experience, that desire to be on BYU's team for whatever reason, which we'll find out in about 15 minutes when he comes in. He's a three-star. great. Yeah, he's a three-star coming out of high school, but he's been at a Power 5 program and started there, so he feels like a four-star. He feels like a four-star. Yeah. Braden Kime has waited his time. Lisa Latai has waited his time. Ian Fitzgerald wants to be a part of this. So I'm excited about that group and – Given how good BYU was last year and what they did, and obviously Jaron Hall gets the ball out, he doesn't turn it over, that helps. I'm excited about that particular group of uh, six or seven guys, not to mention some return missionaries and other guys who have been on the team who want a shot as well who we haven't brought up. We haven't brought up the greatest mullet on the team, which belongs to Tyler Little, who was on the defensive line at one point last year. Is he an offensive lineman again? I I don't know. Does he come back? It's a lot to ask this offensive line, having lost so much for all of the reasons that we stated earlier, to come back and be the top-rated pass-blocking line in the country. Like if they're top 30, it'd be like, nice. Yeah, oh, and be number 12 in run blocking as well. But I do think, and I'm glad that you brought up the number 30 because that's the number I was looking at. I think this group can be a top 30 position group. For sure, they bring back enough Kingsley Suamataia is a legit five-star. Like, we think he's going to be a first or second round draft pick. And if you ask Aaron Roderick, he performed to that level and then some last year. Connor Pay has been, in a lot of ways, the quarterback of the offensive line. I know that a few games he lost his starting position to Joe Tukuafu. It was just one game, Spence. Okay, so for whatever reason. One game, whatever. We heard the coaches say, well, Joe earned it. Okay, Connor was mad. We know that. We don't know much else beside that, but Connor earned it back, and he's coming back for another go in the Big 12. And that's the other element here. This offensive line is now going to face 10 Power 5 opponents and 9 Big 12 opponents. No BYU team has ever done this. So how will that impact 
the pass blocking grade and the run blocking grade. You would think just by nature of more difficult competition week in and week out, that'll drop a little bit. But I still think this group, there's enough collective experience there and enough star power, <laughs> pun intended, that they can put together a top 30 group. Like if I just say Kingsley Suomataia, Connor Pay, Braden Kime, and then mention Paul Miley, yeah. Like, okay, yeah, that's a top 30 group. And continue to develop some of these other guys. What if Ian Fitzgerald comes in and he's amazing? Waylon Lapuahu. These are. What if LaSala Tai is like, what if, whoa! Yes. That, listen, O line is interesting. More than any other position, maybe quarterback Spence, it takes like two and a half years just to, just to crack the two deep sometimes because you're putting on weight, you're understanding the playbook, you're working on that quickness and agility. Like, what's your arm reach? Are you a tackle? Or are you a guard? Like, at the next level, they just make tackles guards. Like, but in college, you can get a 6'2 guy like Paul Miley. He's a center, right? But then you get, like, a 6'6 guy like Kingsley, and obviously he's a, a dominant tackle. And BYU was so good last year at left tackle with Blake Freeland that a five-star didn't play that position. Wild. He played right tackle. Right tackle is the second best tackle on the team. Left tackle, obviously, the blind side made famously, for a right-handed quarterback, is your number one spot. If you have a lefty, you want the right tackle to be your best, typically. But th this is an exciting group. And uh, are they going to be as good as last year? No. But can they be good to very good? I'm confident they will be. And we're going to talk to Paul Miley and ask him specifically, okay, what are you expecting to do? Have they talked to you about whether or not you're going to play center? Are you going to shift over to guard? You I want to know why both? he came here in the first place. Absolutely. Like, Utah is a playoff contending team. Like, why did he leave that situation to come down here? I'm stoked. I couldn't be yes. more excited. Yes. Strictly from a star standpoint, if I just said, Okay, Suomataia, Pei, Maile. That's That feels like a five-star and two four-stars, and they have experience. All of That's them great. have experience. That's great. That anchors the offensive line. So I'm feeling pretty good about it. If I'm Keaton Slovis, I'm super happy. Absolutely. And maybe he knows uh, Paul from his time in the uh, Pac-12, right? So we'll see. Okay, topic two. Now that we have Paul Maile in here on this January 18th, the year of our Lord, 2023, which offensive position group are you most confident in right now? I had to think a while about this because I feel like there are wild cards in each position group. We just went through the offensive line. Like, that's pretty, pretty solid, but there are still, still some question marks, yeah. right? Yeah. So there's certainly a core of experience there around three or four positions, but there's some openings there. And the running backs position, we think we know what the A-train Aiden Robbins is going to be, right? We, we think. And we feel pretty good about Keaton Slovis, but again, it's all like, all these new pieces through the transfer portal got to come together. The one position group that I feel like the core is, has been here and is still here are the pass catchers. So I'm most confident in this moment, January 18th, in the wide receivers. And let's throw in Isaac Rex as a pass catcher at tight end as well. Uh, you've got, I mean, you've got proven commodities that have been in the offense with Aaron Roderick. So just based on experience alone, and Cody Epps and, and Keanu Hill and Isaac Rags, I mean, it, Chase Roberts. All those names made big plays, made big catches, have had big moments in big games. And so I feel most confident in, in that group. The question there is, what are you going to do about depth? Like, what is BYU going to add to help bolster the depth of that wide receiver and that pass-catching group? Because they need something there. If one of those guys goes down, now we're kind of scratching our heads like, oh, no, well, who, who steps up? That's where Braden Cosper leaving hurts. Yeah, and uh, 
And I understand he's, I mean, he's been through a lot. He's had so many injuries. Yeah. I understand why he's I just thought he away. was starting to ascend. And so I was like, oh, sure. you're going to be one of the dudes. He had his best season last season. Yes. I thought his best season was going to be this next season. But for whatever reason, he chose yeah. to step away. I'm going with the pass catchers. The offensive line, again, we, we need a few more pieces. Quarterbacks, running back, we'll see how that all develops. They've got to learn a new offense. They've all got to gel together. For me, it's the pass catch. What yeah, about you? What it, about it's you? clearly wide receiver specifically. Um, and if you grew up in the tight ends, yeah, totally. Not to mention Jackson Bowers, the tight end. Fantastic. Like, the high, the top 300 ESPN guy. BYU does not get a lot of those. It feels like one every couple of years. Hoping BYU gets at least one every year starting in the Big 12. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, running back will be interesting because there's a few guys in the wait and see category. Like, we know what Connor Pay is. We know what Kingsley Suamati is. We know what Paul Miley is yep. at this level, right? Um, we, we believe that Aiden Robbins is going to be a baller. We hope he's uh, equal to or better than what Chris Brooks was last year and hopefully healthy the whole year. Because if Chris Brooks is healthy, he's probably a 1,000-yard guy. Yeah. Keaton Slovis is an interesting one. And, and I agree with you. I'll, but let's talk about quarterbacks for a sec. Keaton Slovis, 2019 version at BYU, would be pretty stinking good. Now, it's been a minute, but he finally gets a more than capable offensive coordinator. We love the way Aaron Roderick has run the offense. BYU's been pretty good the last couple years, producing NFL uh, draft picks and back-to-back quarterbacks. Like, if I'm Keaton, yeah, that's why I came here, because John Beck says, go there. Yeah. Look at what A-Rod has done with these guys. And he's throwing to proven commodities. Yes, and he's got a solid, uh, good offensive line the last couple years that will have produced two left tackles in the NFL draft, which is pretty good as well. And Brady Christian. Like, think about what BYU's doing, by the way. With co- Once Jaron and Blake are drafted, you can say back-to-back quarterbacks, Back-to-back left tackles. And what, we're now talking, Spence. Was it you or Dave? I can't remember. Shep brought up, I can't remember, like four NFL running backs in a row. Wild. Right? If, uh, you know, things go well for Yes, Chris. we have discussed that recently. That's yes. what? That's pretty good. Yeah. Like, this is really taking a, a, an upward trajectory at running back, which is exciting. This has never really been a place where we've said, yeah, NFL running backs come here. Skill positions. You look back in the history of BYU. They don't do anything in the NFL. Like, and it's been a bummer, right? Like, Luke Staley was unbelievable. Like, cup of coffee, uh, post him <laughs> in the NFL, which was tough for, with the injuries, right? Lake Himuli was amazing. Some time with the Bears, but didn't make a huge splash, right? We're excited about what Tyler and Jamal and Tyson Williams is hanging in there on rosters. Like, that's, that's good enough, let alone 1,000 yards from two guys. This is incredible. So, quarterbacks, Keaton obviously has the potential, the trajectory – to be amazing. Like, didn't work out at Pitt because Mark Whipple, the guy that got Kenny Pickett to be the only quarterback taken in last year's first round, former UMass coach, the BYU face, by the way, he left. He left. And so yeah. it wasn't the same group. So the continuity of A-Rod and, and what BYU's been doing the last couple of years, exciting. We hope that Jake Retzloff is a baller as well. And the hope is that he redshirts, that he plays four games or fewer, and that he can compete to be the guy the next year. And that BYU brings in more Power Five-like guys and continues to develop. Uh, Cade Fennigan and Ryder Burton and so on and so forth. Bull J. Mayava, like who knows, you know. It, he might move positions altogether. Like, like if, you put, if you said, hey, Sol J, you're a safety, like that athleticism right now. I'd take him as I'd, a safety, absolutely. I would, because his arm's not the starting Big 12 arm that BYU needs. But he is very athletic, and there's a spot for him somewhere. But quarterbacks is interesting to me, too. They're, but receiver is the, and a little bit of online, is the only real position where we can say, okay, we know what we've got with at least three guys. Yes. Like a certain percentage of that group. 
We know what we have with Keaton, we think, but it's been a minute since he's had a well, he's very gotta, productive He's got to learn the offense. The receivers have been in the offense, right? I'm confident that a, that a fourth-year guy like Keaton can learn this offense. He's here in the spring. So is uh, – or well, right now, rather. Jake Retzloff is in school as well. They'll both be here. Spring ball will be really entertaining because almost nothing is more entertaining than a quarterback conversation. And it's not a battle per se. I think we can confidently say, like, Keaton's going to walk in as a starter, and we, we go from there. But Jake needs to be ready. Um, Caden Ryder need to be ready. You never know. BYU is going to play the physic- one of the physically toughest schedules it's ever played. I-, I think there have been some years where BYU played, like, seven power fives plus Boise State and so on and so forth, where it was stacked and there were four right up front, and it was hard. This year, BYU can somewhat ease into it physically with Sam Houston, who's a talented FCS team becoming FBS. FCS in Southern Utah, yes, Arkansas, and then we don't know when the bye week is, but I'm hoping it's after the third week in the Big 12. Okay. That way you can go half and half. Just, okay. oh my gosh, three games. <sighs> Here we go. And hopefully you can get a nice start there with uh, two and one or something and feel like, okay, we're in the mix here. We're going well. Listen, I can't wait to find out the Big 12 schedule on August 1st. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. It's going to be incredible. <laughs> yes. You want to you, you know what the wide receiver group is at BYU? It's your favorite lunch at your go-to spot. So Which you, is noodles and company, yes. penny rosa with parmesan crusted chicken breast. That, that, is my, that is my favorite. And you add a side salad. And I go, Ch- yes, I do. Caesar. Chase Roberts, yeah, little Keanu Hill. That, little, yeah, little that is what Rack. the wide receiver group is. And the tight Yeah, I like the pa- – yeah. It's cheating a little, but I'm cool with it. Right. The pass I mean, catchers, yeah. You, you want to, like, branch out occasionally, but, like, it's like, ah. Not really. No, I'm going I'm to do this. I feel the most confident in this. <laughs> I love learning things, but I don't want to learn what else, what are the foods I like that much. Give Yeah. <laughs> Give him the penne roast and the side salad. It's Our so good. Question of the day. With Parmesan cheese, by the way. Is this, which BYU football offensive position group are you most confident in right now? What's your Penne Rosa group? <laughs> At N underscore Crowley19 on Twitter says, depth-wise, it has to be quarterback. Okay. Three guys that have started Division I games and the best Juco quarterback out of California in the portal. But I feel most confident in the wide receivers. Kibo, Chase, on the case, and Cody have all shown they can be elite. Hold on. QB started D1 games. Just yeah, uh, Bull J. Mayava. Keaton and Bull J. has yeah, the one. Yes. But that's it, right? It's just two? Is it just two? Because Cade hasn't played. Oh, well, sorry. Kate, Boise no, no, State. Kate, Boise Kate State. Boise no, State. Yeah, you're three. right. Okay, uh-huh. you're right. Thank you. This is right. Thank you. No, wanted to understand. Hashtag BYUSN to join the conversation. So, but two of them, they're like one game. <laughs> <laughs> it still counts. It does count. It's BYU basketball. It's Mark Pope on demand. He started a few uh, D1 games himself. Join the coach, Greg Rubel, guests Tanner Toulson and Tanner Hayhurst for Nerd Quest and much more. It's on demand on BYUSN.com and the BYU TV app. Up next, BYU has joined Elite Company once again. We don't use that word in vain. We'll explain well, next yeah, on BYU Sports Station. Hey, not anymore. Come on. <laughs> Thank you. Finally. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. We are live in Studio B. This is your day-to-day BYU Sports play-by-play. I am Spencer Linton alongside Jerem Jordan. We don't typically do it at this juncture of the show, but let's call an audible and whip it. Mix it up. Cougar Whip Round presented by Marisk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Spender, Fox Sports tweeted out a graphic with schools with an AP first team all-pro NFL player. Fred Warner, of course, gets the stretch Y on there. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Also Rutgers, weird. South Alabama, congratulations. 
What's your reaction to BYU in this group? Uh, not shocked at all, Jerem, because Fred Warner has been there for a while. You know, it's 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 always Second nice. Time for him. It's always nice to see BYU on a list like this, and and I expect BYU to be on this list for a while because Fred's kind of at the peak of his powers, right? He's in his prime. Can we show the graphic one more time? Look at uh, some of the schools in the uh, top uh, line there. Uh, you got Georgia and Alabama. That's kind of fun, right? Notre Dame and LSU and Ohio State stick out. Oklahoma. Yeah. So, uh, Florida. Yeah. It's is, great to have BYU great. represented. It's awesome. Congrats to Fred, who, I'll say it again, is clearly the best defensive player in the NFL in BYU history. Yeah, kind of a shock. BYU's shot. not had an all-pro NFL player from BYU before, and he's done it twice. It's, fan, that's it's fantastic. And that's saying a lot. Leon White, Kurt Govea, Jason Buck, all these guys, they've been pretty awesome. Does he have BYU's best shot? to get a Super Bowl championship this year? Or is it Andy Reid? If Brock Purdy plays well, Niners' path is easier yeah. than Andy Reid's in the FC. Love to see Fred get a Super Bowl ring. That'd be fun. A.J. Stewart, former BYU running backs coach, becomes the third former BYU Cougar coach to land on Baylor's coaching staff. Well, yes, well, well. Jeff Grimes and Eric Mateos. And that's on top of the Barrington brother transfers over to the offensive line. Five dudes. Does this feed that much more into a possible rivalry with Baylor. One million percent, yeah. bro. Um, the, we played two games two years in a row already. I really hope Baylor's on the schedule this next year. Um, three coaches, two players like you mentioned. Same league uh, this year. Both Christian schools, Bears and Co Yes! It, it's not like TCU because we played in the same league. Like, the team that you're kind of like, mm, are you the St. Mary's? And yeah. Like, it feels like Baylor a little bit, although it's friendly. Um, I wouldn't say there's vitriol, but you just wait. There will be moments with several teams in the Big 12 where you go, oh, we have like five St. Mary's now. Yes. Well, and there were already people last year when Baylor came back to Provo, they're like, I want to beat Grimes for what he did to us in Waco. And they I mean, said it like really weirdly. It's like already that. formulating. And let's not forget our friend Caleb Lohner, who transferred oh, from BYU yeah. to Baylor in men's basketball and seemingly is having a great career I, over there now. Shaylee Gonzalez having a great year at Texas. Yeah. So you want Texas in the Marriott Center. A little, little uh Texas and there. Baylor feel like the early favorites as rivals in the And Big we 12. can compete. Like, sports are awesome. You compete. You get after it. And then you hug it out after. You know, it's all good. Okay, Uniform Authority gave BYU the number one best blackout uniform in the nation. Was this BYU's best jersey last season? Not the best jersey, the best helmet. But you not, love the helmet. But okay. not the best jersey. Nice. I am still partial to the royal blue helmet, the white jersey, and the royal blue pants. That is my That's favorite combo. combo. Yeah. It looks fantastic. BYU wore it against USC and won a couple of years ago. They won it against Stanford and won their regular season finale this year. I love the royal blue helmet, and it's shiny now with the white jersey and the royal blue pants. I like the royal out, which BYU wore against Baylor, by the way, okay. this year. I, I think that looks pretty slick, too, though. I am a, a sucker for the white helmet. I think it's the best okay. helmet that BYU has. The white helmet the is classic, right? Yeah, tradition. Yeah, just Wilson and Young, and they all wore the white helmet. Hey, I Aside from the game at Liberty, BYU had the white helmet, the white jersey, and the blue pants. Also a very clean look. Wasn't a great result that day, but I love that I, look. I don't attach looks of jerseys to results. There's no <laughs> correlation there for me. I know the white They're out for cursed. a long time fans were like, no, the white out, we live. They're cursed. Come on. Wear it against an FCS opponent. Let's see what yes. Come on. How about this? The Pac-12 will release their 2023 schedule today. <laughs> Is that an early win for the Pac-12 over the Big 12? I don't care. Uh, 
We'll get the schedule in the next couple weeks or months, whatever. It's okay. It's late January. They, who cares about those wins? Although the Pac-12 <laughs> this year was really, really good. They were, they were fantastic. We're just excited because it's BYU's first year. Yeah. Are all the other Big excited. 12 teams like, give me the schedule now? I don't think they're as feeling as much urgency as the new oh, teams no. are. Oh, no. We're new at the party. Yes. We're stoked to be I there. I want to know. We're, we're walking in the door. We're a little too loud. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's, We showed up 30 minutes early with our you know, macaroni like, guys, salad. Party. We brought macaroni salad. <laughs> Can we come in? At BYU, yes, we would. <laughs> like, you guys don't like mac salad? Check out Lauren Gustin and the Cougars hosting San Francisco tomorrow. Big game in league. Don's are a really good team. Cromelia's a tremendous player on yep. the other side, leading score. Uh, more on that later in fantasy, probably, from Spence. Uh, one Eastern on BYU TV right after BYU Sports Nation tomorrow. Tomorrow's essentially a pregame show for that game. Hey, the women are riding a six-game win streak. Yes, they are. Trying to make it seven. Up next, the newest addition to the BYU football hey. roster, Paul Miley, is hanging out with us in Studio B. Why was Provo the right place for him at this point in his life? This is BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Maersk, your e-commerce logistics shipping partner. Hey, much more of that coming up in 2023. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. You can follow the so, uh, show on social media, BYU Sports Nation, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok. Joining us now in Studio B is the newest member of the BYU football team. It was announced yesterday, center coming over from the University of Utah, but now he's a BYU Cougar, Paul Miley. Yeah. Welcome to BYU What's Sports up, Paul? Nation, Paul. Appreciate it, man. Appreciate y'all having me. I like the look, dude. You must be a confident dude. Uh, nah, this is uh, my, my friend's brand, man. This is uh, his friend, my friend's older brother, Frontline, man. Shout out Frontline. Oh, Very nice. nice. It looks comfortable. Appreciate it. Yeah, it is comfy, man. You're the, you're the second former youth to come on a BYU TV show in massive pink. Samson Nakua <laughs> had a big old pink, like fluffy, what's, what's it called? I can't remember. But it's yes. basically just a blanket. The blanket that oh, you wear. Comfy? Com maybe yeah, a comfy. Yeah, yeah. yeah anyways. Yes. Com it exudes confidence. I was going to wear my gray comfy today. So <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Hey, all good, man. You can wear that next time you're on the show. What have the last 48 hours been like for you as all of this has become official? Shoot, man, it's been, been crazy, hectic, just a lot of mixed emotions and... I mean, and I never saw myself coming down here, but just coming on an official and meeting Kalani, man, hearing his plan and just meeting all the staff, man, and all the boys that reach out to me show love, all the staff reach out, show love. So, man, it's different. And I just, I, I love being down here. And, but yeah, the last like 24 hours have been crazy. Just BYU fans showing love, man, and just, yeah, it's my, I had to turn off my phone, man. It was too much. <laughs> <laughs> too much positivity. Yeah. You got a well-groomed mustache, so you fit in right, right, right exactly. away, which is great. Um, what went into the decision, one, to transfer, and then two, to pick BYU? Uh, just the decision to transfer was just, I just feel like I needed something new. Uh, I'd been at Utah for, you know, I mean, I'm old, man, for five years, so. You fit in if you're old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just, yeah, I just wasn't anything with the boys. I love the boys up there. I love the coaches up there. Got nothing but love for everybody up there. It's just I needed something new for me and just needed a fresh start. What kind of newness were you seeking? Because you know, back-to-back -back Rose Bowls and playoff contention, right? Certainly that's uh, exciting competitively, but obviously there's more to life than what happens on the field. Uh, I guess it's just 
a new start. Like a lot I've ever known was Salt Lake City, Utah. You know what I mean? I'm a I'm from Salt Lake City. You know what I mean? I never left. East High, rep. East High, yes sir. Shout out the Leopards, man. Shout out East High. Um, yeah, it's just I needed something fresh, man. All I've ever known is Salt Lake, and I just feel like you can only grow when you're in uncomfortable situations. And shoot, I'm <laughs> I'm really uncomfortable down here. You know what I mean? This side, <laughs> I never thought I'd see myself down here, but like I said, you know what I mean? I just came and talked to Kalani, man, and he's a dude, man. He's a dude. Yeah. Coach Funk, man. He's, he's a dude, too, and I appreciate them just even reaching out, man. So, Hey, for what it's worth, you, you say you're an old guy. I feel like you're kind of a young guy at BYU still. <laughs> five years. Experience. It's, it's, it's yeah, all good, yes. Yeah. And the experience is a huge addition to this offensive line. I, I want to get into the details of, of where you feel like you fit in the offensive line, but first I want to follow up um, with your visit with Kalani and how that impacted you because clearly that – you know, had a huge factor in you coming to BYU. What what was said? What 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 kind of a vision did he lay out for you? Man, it's just like if y'all know, like honestly, leading up to it, like I've heard nothing but good things about dude, about Kalani, Coach Kalani, and just like I was just like, bro, like every everything everybody's saying about him, like it can't be real. Like there's like all these people saying nothing but good things. Like there gotta be something. <laughs> like, I feel like everybody lying at this point. And so, nah, it's like I gotta meet the dude for myself, and it's just, I mean, I didn't really know where I was gonna end up, you know, and so I just BYU was the first. It wasn't even, I wouldn't even really say like an official visit. Like I came down for just, it was just one day, a couple hours, came around the facility, like looked at like the weight room, looked at all the, you know, I mean, online room and just met with all the coaches. And yeah, man, it's just, y'all just know how he is, man. It's like, it wasn't even really like anything he said, just like his aura, man. And just the type of dude, like just good vibes. And man, I just, I, I, I believe in what, you know what I mean? Him, Coach A-Rod and Coach Funk trying to do down here, man. And mm. I just, I want to be a part of something like that, man. And I know they I don't know. They got all the trust in me, man, and I trust them, so I know we can do something special. All our decisions in life in any situation are based on what you want out of that experience. That's, that's at least my experience. I guess, what, have, what do you want out of this experience, and how did kind of BYU cater to that? I just, I don't know. It's my last year, you know what I mean? And I feel like I just wanted to make the biggest jump I could and just... Skyler Maine's a big dude. He's here, man, and I I, I work with Skyler a lot. You know what I mean? And sports scientist sports got the big scientist. mustache. Yeah, I've seen him on the sidelines. He's yeah. a guru, man. He's a dude yep. too. So it's just because he's worked at Utah and BYU, right? Yeah, not uh, it's just boys like we we'll go. You know okay, I mean? go work, work out with him independently. Yeah, gotcha. So it's just we, there's boys from everywhere. I mean, you got NFL dudes that go there, and it's just mm -hmm. I just like, he told me he was down here, man. So that was like the main thing that got me through the door. But just when I met with Kalani, man, like I, he's a dude, man. I got nothing but good things to say about him. As for growth, like what I'm looking for is just, I know what I'm capable, man, and I know what I can do. It's just, I just wanted a fresh start, and I yeah. just wanted a good culture, man. So I wanted to, I mean, just have fun playing football, and Kalani and them boys saying, like, we're going to have fun. So it's just, yeah. I was like, let's do it then, you know what I mean? New BYU offensive lineman Paul Miley is on BYU Sports Nation as the Cougars transition into the Big 12. You know the Power 5. You played in the Pac-12. But now to where you feel like you fit in on this offensive line. Uh, Connor Pay, you mentioned to us before we, we came back that you're going to hang out with him a little bit later today and watch some film. He's been playing center at BYU. Where do you see yourself fitting in on the offensive line this year? I can play center, guard. I mean, anywhere, or even if they just need me to coach up, you know what I mean, help up the young dudes. It's just wherever they need me, I can play. Of course, I, know I prefer playing center. I like to run the show. You know, I like, I like to make the calls. But wherever, you know what I mean, Coach Funk feel like they need me and – wherever I could fit best with those, you know what I mean, those five and where they need me in that room, man. So it don't really matter to me. It's just wherever I can help the team. 
Which is awesome because we were talking about the offensive line. Like, l- listen, not everybody talks O-line. We were talking O-line in the A-block, which is fun. <laughs> um, is Kingsley's obviously a future NFL guy. Hopefully you're an NFL mm-hmm. guy, right? Connor Pay was highly graded, second best PFF grade in pass blocking. And then you bring in some other transfers. Like, what, what about that group kind of excites you as you get to know these guys? And after last year's amazing offensive line from BYU, that you guys hope to continue that, that note? Iron sharper and iron, man. You know what I mean? It's good to be around dudes that got the same goals as you, that want to grind, you know what I mean? And like you're saying, I mean, they're NFL dudes. It's just like, I'm an NFL dude too, so it's like, let's work together, you know what I mean? And just make each other better. <laughs> what do you, or what did you uh, learn at the University of Utah that you feel like is going to help you transition right away into the Big 12? Hard work, man. You know I mean, those U- up there at the U, man, they know how to work hard, so it's just... I feel like I'm gonna give them my all every day and just, you won't have to question, you know what I mean? If the work's being done, like it's gonna be done, so. How much of BYU going to the Big 12 was influential for you? Cause it sounds, you haven't mentioned it to this point. Um, if BYU was independent, would BYU still have been a great option for you? Or was the Big 12 a big uh, thing for you? Honestly, I didn't even consider that. It was more just meeting Kalani. Like even if they're still independent, like I had that conversation and it went the way it went. Like, you know what I mean? I'm. I'm st- I want. I want to go. Th- I want to run through a wall for that dude. You feel me? Like, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, he tends to make that happen, right? This is this is something that we hear often when uh, when players interact with Kalani Sataki. There's something about you know that bond, and it happens quickly. Um, so we're still trying to figure out what that is. You said you just you just know what what is the special factor? I don't know, man. It's just like I barely even know the dude too. Like we've probably only known each other for two weeks, you know what I mean? But it's just like, I don't know, like when I when I first entered the portal, he called me like within two minutes, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just like, I was like, this dude really me. <laughs> I, it's just unreal, man. I don't know what it is. I don't know how to explain it. It's just, he got good vibes, man. It's his aura and just, yeah, I don't know what it is. It's just, I know he's real though. And I know it's like, he's not feeding me no, you know I mean, no BS or nothing. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's, he's legit, one of the best people. Uh-huh. Um, so if I read this right, your stepdad's uh, Henry Kafusi? Yes, sir. So Kafusi's uh, on both sides of the rivalry are fun, but maybe we traded Devin for you in like a first-round pick <laughs> <laughs> in the future or something. What, what, what's the Kafusi uh, clan like uh, with, with Henry and obviously all the Kafusis in on both sides of this rivalry? Uh, it's just family-oriented, man. It's just, they support me wherever I go. And just like when Dev first came down to Utah, you know what I mean? It's just, it was all love and it's just- You're like, hey, cousin. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> That's how we always greet each other. Like, and me and Dev got really close while he was at Utah. So I'm grateful he was there and I got to, you know what I mean? Like, we didn't really, like, we weren't all that close. And I mean, he grew up in Provo. I grew up here in, in Salt Lake. So like being able to play with each other for those last two, three years, it was nice, man. And just, yeah, it's just Gafusi family, man. It's bigger than football, so. Yeah, an amazing family. For sure. Uh, so. that, that family tree is just littered with awesome people and <laughs> athleticism. And We're talking with Paul Miley on BYU Sports Station. Paul, you said Kalani called you like two minutes after you put your name in the portal. When you were deciding to put your name in the portal and ultimately decided like, yeah, I'm going to do it, was BYU on the radar at all at that point? I mean, I was just considering anywhere, you know what I mean? And it's just like my only like thing I knew about BYU really was Skyler Maine. And I mean, I like, he's a dude too. Like I, I, I love Skyler Maine. And so I feel like he's just what got my foot in the door, wanted to check it out. But yeah, I wasn't even like, I, I, my options was anywhere. Like I was like open to go anywhere. It's just whatever the right fit was. And it just happened to be like <laughs> my first trip, man. Let's talk more about uh, Dr. Maine, uh, Dr. Skyler Maine. 
What is it that uh, he does that influences you and others so much? Because you said he was the reason you kind of got in the door here. It's just, he's a, it's the same thing like about Kalani, man. He's just a dude and he's just like real. You could feel like, I mean, talking with them, it's just like, I don't know, like you, you can just tell, you know what I mean? It's the vibe and it's just conversation. And it's just, anytime I go work with them, it's just been love. Ain't, I never felt no, nothing bad from him. So it's just building that connection and just, I mean, he made me really want to come check it out and just, I mean, hear them out. Honestly, I wasn't even thinking about it. As far as the school timeline goes, you are enrolled and, and in classes right now, correct? Yes, sir. Okay, so how has that transition been? Because there's not much time there. Like, you make a decision, now all of a sudden you're in school. So what's that been like as you acclimate to BYU from a class perspective? It's just, yeah, it's crazy, honestly. <laughs> I mean, it's, school's always, I mean, Football's the hardest thing, you know what I mean, about college football. So I feel like school is just, school, you just get it done. So I just stay on top of it. It's just school's the same at Utah as it is here. So just got to get it done. Well, BYU needed somebody to replace their East alum, Joe Tukuafu. <laughs> yes, need a leopard. So need to maintain at least Joe Tukuafu leaves. Got to have one more coming. Paul, you're, you're there to fill that void yes, and uh, be part of the offensive line. Hey, we're so grateful to talk with you today, man. Welcome Appreciate to BYU. You're related to Frank, by the way? Frank's my uh, dad's brother. My uh, your uncle. Brother. Yeah. Straight up uncle. Yeah. Frank's a good dude. Frank's a dude too. That's man. awesome. I love man. Frank. Love my Miley side too, man. I'm, yep. I'm blessed to have two great families, man. Fantastic. Uh, okay, Paul. Boise State, which we played last. So we should know when you come on the show, you just by nature of you granting us some of your time, you get BYU Sports Nation karma. And you can Good utilize luck. that however yeah. you want. I appreciate okay. y'all, okay. man. Using class, using a spring. Where, wherever you want to use it. <laughs> Life will be good. It'll get better. That's cool. I appreciate it. Well, welcome it. to BYU, man. Nah, Great to have you. Y'all. Thank you. for Paul Miley with us on BYU Sports Nation as that offensive line group starts to really come Can't together. wait, man. Can't wait for him to pancake a ton of fools in the Big 12. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Okay, BYU Gymnastics. Back home for the first time Friday night, taking on Boise State. 9 Eastern time on BYU TV. Cougars getting better. Yeah, took a nice step forward score-wise in their last meet. And up next, it was another winding road for BYU basketball player Jackson Robinson. We go deep blue to find out why he picked Provo. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Welcome back to BYU Sports Station. We are live in Studio B, and we flip the page to basketball, specifically Deep Blue. After stops at Texas A&M and Arkansas, Jackson Robinson has found a home at Brigham Young University. This is Deep Blue featuring BYU basketball player Jackson Robinson. This is going to sound crazy, but when Jackson was two, I bought him a little tight basketball goal, and I put it together had a little orange ball that came with it, and he picked it up and shot it with perfect form the first time. I mean, like, absolutely perfect form. So I gave it back to him, and he shot it again. And I picked up the phone and called my dad and said, you have to come over here and see this. And since then, he's just always loved basketball. It's a big basketball family. Um, I come from a lot of hoopers. He played on his first team when he was four, and the coach after the season was like, you guys need to put him on a real team. <laughs> He knows what he's doing. He could dribble, he could shoot, shoot a layup. So from a very early age, he loved it, and he obviously had some natural talent for it. My grandma, she was a Hall of Famer. My aunt, she went to Southeastern. She was also a Hall of Famer. My mom went there after transferring from Missouri State. She became a Hall of Famer also. I think it was great for him as a basketball player. He had lots of people he could look to for advice, and even though he might not see it as help, we often give him critical feedback that he might not love to hear. 
but we give it to him anyway because we know it's best for him. And so it's been really neat to see, right, that confidence that Jax has in his game and how that has grown, right, over the years and where we're able to see him, but also that he understands the game at a really high level because he's been taught really, really well from a couple of strong women in his life. Just the motivation of my family and friends and everything, it just kept me going. And now I'm here today. Freshman year was tough. He graduated high school a year early, so he went to Texas A&M as a 17-year-old. COVID had just hit. We couldn't get on campus, so I didn't have a summer with my fellow teammates and my coaches. It's tough to leave your kids somewhere and hope they do all right. I mean, I knew he'd be all right, but, you know, I don't like him struggling things like that, so it was tough down there at Texas to see him in that situation. You know, it was just difficult kind of adjusting to college from high school so fast. It was a fast transition. During the season, some of us kept getting COVID, things like that, and uh, it was just rough. We finished last in the SEC, so. I think that team just really struggled to find themselves and to create any kind of bonds just based on the fact that they were spending no time together other than when they were practicing. I think the stress was hard for the players, the stress was hard on the coaching staff, and ultimately it just led to Jackson just not finding a great fit. Just kind of going through that struggle though, I think it kind of made me who I am. Just going through those ups and downs, it, it taught me a lot of lessons. And then after his first year transfer to Arkansas, really good program, didn't really have the opportunity that he was seeking. And then year three. He went to dinner with Coach Pope, most of the coaching staff, and Trevin and Trey. And Trevin told the coaches, you guys leave. They want to just let them ask us questions without you here listening. So we can be totally honest and they don't feel like they can't ask. And so the coaches left for like 45 minutes and left us with those two. And we had a very open and honest dialogue with them and they told us all about what the team's goals are, kind of how they interact with one another, how the coaches are. And they said they're exactly who they are all the time. This is, this is exactly how they are. And that was just a really good feeling because Jackson was looking for a place to go where he felt valued as a player and also as a person. And what place he could build relationships with the coaches that had been something he'd been lacking. I think he's found a home here where we certainly love having him here, and I think he fits in here perfectly. We take a lot of pride in helping, right, Jacks and all of our guys, right, grow in every aspect of their life. We believe that he can grow as a basketball player in a lot of ways. We also believe that he can grow off the court through his academic experience, through his NIL experience, and through every other experience that he has here in the state of Utah at BYU so that he can go forth and serve and be the best human being he can be when he finishes time here at BYU. Jackson's someone who is very unselfish. He has such a, a kind heart. And he's also very determined. So when you have someone who has such a big focus on giving back to people and doing the right thing in situations, and then you see someone who's so focused, it's someone who wants to make a difference. So he sees something that could be unjust or someone struggling in a situation, and he really does everything he can to try to make that situation better for them. And I think it's been really neat to watch him from a very early age think about things that I don't think most kids think about and then try to do what he can to help in those situations. I feel like a lot of people have sacrificed for me to be where I'm at. So the support that I got, I can give it back to whoever. I just want to be able to return the favor at some point. Deep Blue with Jackson Robinson, and you can see elements of his game in big moments in that Gonzaga game. You know, if, BYU, if BYU wins that game, okay, and I know it hurts to say that if, 
that's that's one of Jackson Robinson's moments where he's hitting deep threes. It's his best game ever. Yes. Because of who you're playing it's and like, how you play. Oh, like wow. He, he could have had more points against other teams for the fact that he was 5-7 from three. Obviously, he's probably feeling bad about going one for two down the stretch. Otherwise, it's a tie from Strother, not a go-ahead. But 29 points the last two games. Uh, 77% of his shots are from three. He's a good three-point shooter, 34%. Certainly can get that to go up. But remember, at Texas A&M in Arkansas, dude barely played, and like I just talked about, um, COVID set him back there. Arkansas was unbelievable. Knocked out Gonzaga, by the way, in uh, last year's NCAA yeah. tournament. He had been on a team that beat Gonzaga. He had been there. Mom Brandy, tremendous player at Missouri State, went to three NCAA tournaments. You can see it. She's a, she's a baller. Aunt Crystal uh, is a WNBA coach with the – uh, assisted with the Phoenix Mercury, she played as well. So he's got that uh, pedigree. Sure. Certainly finding consistency there is is a thing for him. But I'm super glad he's at BYU because BYU doesn't get six, seven dudes that can shoot it from three with a seven, two wingspan. Like physically, he is unique in BYU history. And I'm I'm glad that we have a couple years of Jackson Robinson. Yes. It's going to be awesome. He can be disruptive defensively, too. Absolutely. You mentioned the length. Like, we've seen moments where, like, oh, there's a block shot, and he's got his hands in passing lanes. Super and he's getting long. tipped balls. And Yeah, Jackson Robinson, uh, the dim metric coaches. Defensive impact. Love him for that specifically. It's not just his three-point shooting. And I mean, you ask Mark Pope, he actually wants Jackson to get on attack a little bit more and not just – create three-point yeah. shots, but like we saw there was a moment in the Pepperdine game where he attacked and then kind of stepped back and hit less little eight to ten-foot floater, and that's what they're talking about. Like they, they want to see more of that, the different array of shots, because he's capable of doing that. He's so smooth, he doesn't look like he's working hard. <laughs> like He doesn't look like he ever sweats. He absolutely works hard and sweats. But the way he plays is extremely smooth, so he's going to get better and better. He and Gideon George, by the way, the only two players who have started every game this year. Like his consistency okay. enough to merit starting at that position all year. No Trevin now. Spencer Johnson's been hurt. You've needed Jackson and Gideon to be level-headed, consistent, available, the best abilities, availability. They've had that. It's been great, man. And he's going to continue to get better. And he's, listen, yeah. the dude's been in the SEC for two years. Uh, didn't play a ton, but he's been in the fight. Now he's going to be in his third league next year, and Big 12 basketball is no joke. See, to me, he feels kind of like – the wild card for the BYU guard line at this yeah, point. He could have 17 in the game and hit yes. five threes. He could also, against Pepperdine, went one of seven from three. There's some games where he's still figuring that out, but he's a really good player. And again, he's super young. He went to high school as a 17-year-old. I think he's 19. He may have barely turned 20. Super young in his basketball life. If he shoots 45% or better, like I feel like BYU is going to win the game because he's taking seven threes. So if he makes like three of seven from distance – I feel like BYU is going to win most games. I'll, I'll take it. You yeah. certainly need more, right? Um, more from the guard line altogether. But it makes you feel confident. If that's going, what else is going? Yeah, Sean Farnham, our good buddy, said BYU just needs more from their guard line. They need more scoring from the guard play. And you mentioned Jackson Robinson specifically and Spencer Johnson and Rudy Williams. I feel like we know what Spencer's going to be and what he is right now. He's pretty consistent. Yeah. Jackson Robinson and or Rudy Williams. Can you imagine if Rudy and Jackson go off in the same game? Good night. Game over. Yeah. BYU wins. Yeah. One of those two, I still like BYU's chances, and they're going to need one of those two in the next three. Yes. Holy cow. In the immediate. And then looking down the road, Jackson's a huge part of what BYU is going to do in the next three seasons. In he's, the Big 12. He's big going to the biggest and baddest basketball conference in America. Let's baddest go. is slang. In this case. <laughs> uh, men's volleyball back in the Smith Fieldhouse on Friday night. 13th ranked Cougs taking on Fairleigh Dickinson out of New Jersey. 
9 Eastern time on the BYU TV app. Saturday, we'll be back on BYU TV because we got gymnastics Friday. We got a uh, doubleheader. Yes, Same I'm not time. familiar with Fairly Dickinson's mascot, by the way. The Knights. The Knights. Yeah. There you go. Okay, I'll stock that away. <laughs> Up next, Jerem's perfect record in fantasy basketball is on the line once again. He's 7-0. Will he get to 8-0 this week? Probably. But we're going to play anyway. This is BYU Sports Nation. Come on, Lauren Gustin. Difference maker. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. If you've got the internet, BYU Sports Nation is on demand. Download the free BYU TV and BYU Radio apps. Subscribe, rate, and review the podcast as well. What is this internet that you speak of? Intranet is a thing that we used to use often here at BYUB. Like as in the net from the movie that Sandra Bullock the net. starred yeah, in? Yeah, that was a good movie. <laughs> 1997 or the whatever it's like it was. like Eagle Eye with Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> Jump out this window. <laughs> Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> uh, tomorrow, I'm going to be over at the Marriott Center getting ready for Kids Day as the BYU Women's Basketball Every day is San Kids Francisco. Day in your house. We've got to make our fantasy basketball transactions today. I'm on a seven-week losing streak, so yep. I get the first transaction. I'm going yep. with Brandon Pajimski from Santa Clara. He's a monster. Super legit. Okay, so I'm adding him as my opponent. Gideon George, Spencer Johnson, Romain, Nani Falatea. I'm dropping Rose Bubakar, and I'm adding Ariel Mackey. You can't drop her until I add my opponent. You are transact. That is that. You have to wait. We can't wait. Are you doing I anything? I add Khalil Shabazz. Okay. So now, you now I'm adding Ariel Mackey. There Williams. is uh, order. All right. Do this. Uh, yeah, Foose, Rudy, Lauren Gustin, Kaylee Smila, and uh, Let's be honest, you have Lauren, so you're probably going to win. That, that's the difference. And Foose. The question of the day is this. Which BYU football offensive position group are you most confident in right now? Elite Voice of the Day presented by PAX Healthcare Elevated. From Evan Hall on Twitter says, if it's not wide receivers, you're lying to yourself. Hill, Epson, Roberts all produced yep. big time for the Cougs last season. Can't wait to see what they do in the Big 12. Amazing, yep. Today's Rise and Shoutout presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Paul Miley, welcome to BYU. Great to have you, man. Uh, yeah, for sure. Fun Our thanks to Paul for joining us today. Sorry to Dennis, we ran out of time. For Jerem Jordan, I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Larry Moore. We'll see you tomorrow for BYU Sports Nation, followed by BYU Women's Basketball. Go Cougs. Good center pull on Moore. Mm.